Hello, 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 and welcome to Navigating Children's Ministry. My name is Sam Beam, and I'm so glad that you are here with me today. I hope you're having a spectacular day, whether you're listening in the car, doing dishes, or whatever it is you do while you listen to podcasts. I do just about everything while listening to podcasts, so I don't know what everybody else does, but I hope you guys are having a great day, no matter what that is. Um, so I am excited to jump in today. Uh, if you know me, I started as a preteen pastor. Now I'm an elementary pastor, uh, but I get to talk about something that I uh, initially uh, started with and am passionate about, and it's preteens. We're talking about preteens today. Uh, and before we jump in, uh, I don't have like a Devo, a scriptural reference to talk about through today, but uh, I wanted to, to to call back to memory uh, some of your uh, early adolescent experiences, uh, whether you grew up in the church or you didn't uh, and, and you don't have church experiences at an adolescence, uh, I feel like we all probably share a similar feeling uh, of feeling like they're, we have no idea what's going on, you know? Like the transition for adolescents, especially in church, uh, is like so sudden uh, and it can be jarring. Uh, I remember being very like, oh gosh, like what is happening? I went from kids' church where all this stuff is going on to now I'm in these big services, uh, youth ministry. Uh, I have these questions. I don't know what's going on. Uh, all of this stuff is happening, and, and I'm sure uh, in and outside of the church we had experiences where uh, we just did not feel set up for success uh, in life. And so uh, today the heart behind this uh, is to uh, think about those experiences we felt, uh, the difficulty, the hardship. Uh, the uncertainty of adolescence, man, it is a hard, hard time. And so my question for today as we jump into the topic is, are we bridging the gap? Are we bridging the gap for our preteens? And this came uh, out of a recent conversation I had with a family uh, of, of parents and just talking about uh, some ideas. We started riffing off of each other and really got excited about this. Uh, because they have a daughter who's about to graduate out of our preteen or our upper elementary ministry, as we call it now. Uh, she's in fifth grade. She's about to move in sixth grade. Uh, and the way our church works is uh, up, up through fifth grade, we provide kids services. Um, and I don't want to toot my horn, but we have fun, engaging, exciting kids services for these kids. And then after that, um, Sunday services stop for them and they start attending big service uh, and they start attending youth on Wednesday nights. Now. There's nothing inherently wrong with that, but the issue that we realized is that we weren't bridging the gap for the kids and for the families. Uh, and, and there's just as much as a gap into adolescence for, for parents as there is for, for kids. And so uh, we, we riffed off each other, and, and some of that content has wiggled its way into our podcast here today. Uh, but I have a few uh, things to really talk through. Uh, about bridging the gap between childhood and adolescence. Now, if you're not familiar, let's dive into just some basics there on childhood to adolescence. Uh, that's basically uh, as puberty hits, uh, these kids kind of go into adolescence. And so a lot of your preteens aren't quite there uh, or are just beginning the phases of entering adolescence. Uh, and adolescence is character characterized by, you know, just horrendous awkwardness, uh, smelliness, uh, puberty, uh, uncomfortability with your body, uh, along with uh, a whole uh, flourishing of the brain. If you're not familiar during adolescence and puberty, the brain basically just melts back down like a cocoon and recreates itself. It's one of the most intense 
mental formation periods besides infancy uh, and early toddlerhood and stuff like that. And so it is a crucial time for our kids. And so uh, we as kids pastors, we want to make sure that we're bridging that gap. And today we're going to look at the uh, both sides of bridging the gap for our kids, for our preteens, and for our families. And so uh, the first question is, uh, are we preparing uh, our preteens for adolescence socially? Are we preparing them socially for what they're about to face? You see, uh, there's a lot of social shifts that go on uh, when a kid starts hitting adolescence. Uh, they stop hanging out with each other for uh, proximity, right? They stop hanging out with friends because they're close, right? Uh, neighborhood friends kind of become a thing of the past uh, as they get older. Uh, kids around them in their class may be less uh, friends. There, there's where, uh, you know, cliques start to form. Uh, because it, it goes from a friendship of proximity uh, to a friendship of shared interests where they really dive into, uh, hey, this person plays video games, this person plays football, this person likes this TV show. Uh, I'm going to be friends with them because we share interests. Um, but what that does is it creates a lot of tension, a lot of friction, a lot of uh, hurt uh, for our kids. Uh, and not only that, but socially we know that, uh, especially once they enter middle school and high school, the social pressures against Christianity become a lot more intense. Kids start developing their own opinions, their own ideas. Uh, they pick up things from parents and family. And so uh, if we're not preparing our kids socially for adolescence, then we're leaving them uh, kind of floating in the water. And so uh, some of the biggest things that I have to talk about through this is preparing them socially uh, is is every time you have the opportunity, bring up practical, real life, day-to-day situations when you're telling your stories, when you're talking through small group, when you're teaching in Sunday school or whatever it is. Um, the Bible uh, is great, but a lot of the kids will look at that Bible story and say, that was 2,000 years ago. What does King David have to do to, with me, right? What does King David, uh, you know, slaying Goliath have to do with me today? Make those stories applicable to their life. And, and here's the thing where it really takes your, uh, your investment is it's easy to make it applicable to our life and our childhood, right? But they're living an entirely different childhood, right? We know the vast difference between our childhoods and the childhood these kids are experiencing. So we may have to do some research, some digging, asking the kids what they're experiencing uh, so that when we are preparing them uh, through our lessons, we can give them applicable uh, things to talk about. And, and also don't shy away from the big cultural social topics of the time, right? Talk about the hard conversations, uh, the big news. And help them understand that from a biblical lens. If we're not preparing our kids, if we're not bridging that gap for our kids the social uh, in the social realm, uh, then they're going to be caught off guard when the pressures start to come. They're not going to have an answer, uh, and we may end up losing our kids to those social pressures. Uh, the second way we want to prepare them is, are we preparing our preteens spiritually? Uh, are we giving them the nourishment that we need. You know, there's the scripture that Paul talks about where he's like, hey, uh, you guys need to be eating meat, but you're still drinking milk, right? Still drinking spiritual milk. You need to move up in what you take in, right? Uh, our preteens are the same way, right? Uh, in kindergarten, first and second, like, you know, as they're talking about some of these basic ideas, that's great. They learn the foundations, the big Bible stories, the big uh, key things about, uh, you know, who Jesus is. Uh, but when they move into that third and fourth and fifth and sixth grade uh, area, 
then we need to move from just those basic truths to how do those truths apply and shape your life, right? What does God loving you uh, have to do with your life? You know, why does Jesus dying on the cross impact you? And how should that impact the way you live every single day? Uh, We want to prepare them spiritually uh, to be able to take uh, that kind of idea and apply it to their lives. Because if they're just hearing, you know, Jesus loves you, that's great. We want them to know that message. Uh, But if they don't know why that matters, if they can't articulate uh, why that's important, uh, then we're missing a key point. Uh, And I think that draws back into the socially aspect as well, is that, you know, if they don't have anything, uh, then who's to say that some other uh, cultural idea doesn't just grab them and sink, uh, uh, grab a hold of them and, and, and kind of pull them away from that because they don't have that spiritual basis. And so uh, preparing those spiritually, both from an intellectual level, uh, but also at a practical level. One of the big things I had the conversation with the parents about was um, we, uh, in our the way our structure goes, it's a very hard cut, uh, you know, from, you know, here's kids services with all of this stuff curated for a fourth grader and a fifth grader just for you uh, to, hey, enjoy big services on a Sunday with your parents. And that creates a lot of pressure because the kids are not used to that environment. Um, and it creates pressure on the kids and the parents because then the parents are now stressed about their kid who's not used to the environment, um, who may be fidgeting or making noise or looking around or whatever. And so the parent is having trouble to worship and the kid is having trouble uh, to connect to what is going on in there. And so uh, we want to make sure that we are preparing our kids spiritually uh, by giving them uh, an understanding of what it looks like to really uh, t- take your faith formation into your own hands. And, and what I mean by that is like some of like the practical things, like what does it look like to take notes in a service? Are you giving your kids that opportunity to try something like that? Uh, what does it look like to actively listen, uh, actively participate in worship um, and, and, and worship without, you know, set motions? Uh, uh, I know a lot of our songs uh, in my ministry, and maybe in yours as well, have set motions where they do the motions to the song, and it's fun, it's engaging. And so when they get down to worship and that's not happening, they're, are they able to still connect and resonate with those songs? Do they know how to take those notes? Uh, and are they able to go outside of the church on a weekly basis uh, and study God's Word and spend time in prayer? Are we equipping them with those skills spiritually? Because those are skills that as adolescence hits, uh, are ones that will develop, uh, and that's when the habits develop. I remember very clearly being nine, nine, ten, and eleven, um, and really developing a habit of spending time in the Word every single day, and it stuck with me through my entire life. And so, we want them to develop those habits going into uh, their adolescence. And so, uh, some some things that you could do, uh, some new things that we're doing this year. Uh, so sorry if it goes poorly for you. Because uh, we haven't tested it, uh, but things that I'm excited about is starting in January, the second half of the school year, uh, we're going to have a Sunday every month uh, where all of our fifth graders, which is the oldest class in our uh, preteen ministry, all of those fifth graders are going to go down to service with their small group leaders, uh, and they're going to get to sit in service. We're going to provide them with note-taking material. We're going to provide them with kind of a menu of what's going on and what can be expected of them. And we're giving them a little bit of a taste uh, of what it looks like to be in service so that we're not just dropping them off into nothing and expecting them to do well. Uh, And we're going to do it up real big. 
we're going to reserve off the seating area and we're going to put signs up and we're going to make it kind of, you know, whatever. Uh, and, and I think the, the best part about this is not only are the preteens going to get to learn what it looks like to sit in service, uh, but I think some of the people in the service are going to get to look like, uh, look to, get to see what it looks like to, you know, worship with a, a childlike heart and attitude. And I'm excited for the double benefit there. Um, but that's what, one of our goals this year is to help prepare them spiritually uh, for the coming adolescent change. Um, and what that looks like in their lives. And so I am super duper excited about that. Um, and I, uh, you know, started, was going to go through kids and parents, but it is looking like uh, we can split this up into two different episodes. I, I don't want to end up with a 30-minute episode, and I have plenty to talk about uh, with parents. And so uh, we'll we'll end today with a recap here. Uh, talking through some of these ideas. And then next week, we'll talk about how we could prepare our parents for adolescence as well. Um, and so, you know, just to recap, uh, there is a big gap between childhood and adolescence that we really, really want to fill. It's a gap that is crucial, uh, not only just for like a kid's, you know, high school career uh, and early uh, adulthood, but for the rest of their life, because uh, it is in this a key time of formation, both mentally and physically and socially and spiritually, uh, that these habits of life are established uh, for these kids. And so uh, we want to make sure that we are preparing them uh, for the world that they are going to enter, uh, the social pressures, the social ideas. Uh, we don't want to shy away in our ministry from talking about hard topics. Uh, and we want to give them applicable things that they can use to digest uh, you know, some of those ideas. Uh, and then number two, uh, we want to prepare them spiritually. We want to give them uh, those, uh, you know, harder to digest uh, foods of the spirit, right? We don't want to give them just spiritual milk and let them coast by. We want to give them um, some in-depth practical things. How do they uh, study their Bibles? How do they listen to a 25-minute sermon? How do they uh, worship without motions? How do they you know, pray on a regular basis? Are we equipping our uh, preteens and our young children to be uh, kids who, as they develop their adolescence and, and develop into that, uh, you know, next mental step, uh, that they're able to hold on to those practices uh, and have them as an anchor and a foundation for their life instead of something that they're trying to add on later. So thank you so much for listening, guys. Like I said, next week we'll be talking about uh, how we can prepare our parents for adolescence, because honestly, uh, we can say and do all that we want to do in our church. But when our parents are able to also apply those same ideas to their kids, it'll have much more of an impact. So thank you so much for listening. I will catch you guys next week with our next episode. Bye. <laughs>